This podcast is about my decision to consciously work on being happy now. It's about focusing on making the life I have worth living rather than grieving the life I wish I had. My name's Denise Collins and I sincerely hope that you will benefit yourself from what I explore in this podcast. So in this episode, I speak to Joanne Fowler, who is co-founder of wildforpurpose.com. And she's also the mum of two sons, one who has autism. There's some really useful insights into how to be happy, from living in accordance with your values, to how paddleboarding and even window cleaning can be mindful activities. We talk about how to calm your inner critic and how to calm a busy brain and what to do on those days when you don't feel particularly positive. We discuss two elements of happiness, healing unhappiness and then using positive psychology happiness enhancing activities to raise your game. We discuss why being happy with yourself is so crucial and the importance of recognising and attending to your own needs. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please feel free to leave comments and to spread the word to anybody else that you think might benefit from being just that bit happier now. I just have to say before we start I have my lovely angel cards with me and I just drew a card and I drew cooperation. Ooh. And the affirmation is I cooperate with everybody. So uh, would you like me to read it too quickly or do you not want yeah. to? Yeah. Uh, angel wisdom suggests that you, that you use your skills and talents for the common good. Eliminate power struggles, conflict and competition which come from an ego desire to win. Cooperation for the highest good promotes harmony and togetherness and draws the best from everyone. Make it your aim that everyone has a sense of satisfaction from work done. Then you become a spreader of goodwill and harmony. Your angel guidance is to bring people together and explore how you can mutually assist each other. Your attitude of sharing will ensure that you benefit in turn for the angels will bless your endeavours. I like that. I like that a lot. It's always so pertinent. I love it. What what makes that pertinent to you and maybe this conversation? I think that um, in it becomes a case of realising that you are one person and the best way to live and enjoy and uh, grow is actually to around people and to cooperate with people see their strengths and weaknesses and and actually you you and the others benefit from both because nobody's perfect and the more I've actually written down a few notes and one of the things I've said is I actually aim not to I aim to achieve imperfection these days because that's where real life is Um, and you get that from understanding yourself when talking to others and when working with others Mm. that is in a nutshell, what I'd love to do now. Mm. So, yeah. That, yeah, that sense that in collaboration we can 
complement one another in terms of strengths and weaknesses and yeah I think when when you find your tribe when you you know when you do because you have conversations and it, it's just a lift 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 you what, what you say just bounces off the other person and you connect and you find new ideas and, and new positives out of it. anything it's just mm. it's, it's amazing yeah I, absolutely that that really resonates with me and I think you know there's lots of situations where maybe your skills and your ability could be used mm. but there are some interactions that drain your energy and there are some interactions that kind of it's an it's an energy exchange so yes. yeah yes. so how would you introduce yourself? How do you want to introduce yourself? Mm -hmm. um, I am a self-driven uh, mother and uh, friend that, um, oh, this is really hard. I should have written this one down first. What um, is it you're finding hard about it? Because it, you're not the only one. Often when it's I think- really interesting, oh. isn't it? Mm. You know why? Because how often do you talk about yourself? Yes. So to and this is actually I found this difficult when 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 put on the spot to advertise my business. Um, what I've become better at is accepting compliments, mm -hmm. um, which is a sort of a reflection of of the person you want to be, right? But mm -hmm. I'm still struggling with defining myself, um, and so I really appreciated that opportunity. Um, and I just need to keep chucking myself in the deep end until I'm better at going, this is me and this is what I do. <laughs> tell me, so, all right then, tell me, tell me, tell me your name. Okay, Joanne Fowler. Thank you very much. <laughs> and tell me some things that are important to you in your life. I'm very much a person that um, success doesn't come from one person succeeding. Success comes from everyone around me growing as into positives into new positives um which fits beautifully with that card it does yeah it does um, so tell me a bit about your story or some aspect of your story that perhaps involves adversity i was very determined to prove myself professionally at a point with my accountancy and with my newfound skills from my degree and I felt very driven in the world as I think most 22 and beyond years people do and the first time I came across adversity as an adult is being placed into a professional environment where I wasn't really listened to or didn't really find my place um, and that was frustrating so um, the adversity in this case is not feeling like I fit mm -hmm. um, and therefore not being able to flourish um, and it sounds small um, but I would say that's the first time where I've really struggled with my own identity and with feeling like I wasn't valued and then on a, a personal level with my family um, having children has become <laughs> quite a big focus in my coaching and in my article writing because I think you then transition you transform from being an individual to being 
somebody that then is a carer of others at the at the source. Um, and with my son, my first son being autistic, his view of the world from day one was not the same as mine or anyone else around us. Mm. And I had come from a place of being very organized and very specific and very goal driven. I had my five year plans. But I was going to have a child that 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 flourished as I would coach them to do. Mm-hmm. And what I quickly realized is that he wasn't going to do anything that he w- he didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big one for me, actually, is socially with autism, socially. They don't see the world you, the way you do and they don't enjoy the world the way you do. Mm. Um, and so I had two challenges. One, as a very sociable person who wanted to take my baby to all these baby groups and, and, and join up with other mummies and have a chat and let my children play. Um, that's what I wanted and needed and that wasn't possible. Um, mm. So I became quite isolated because um, with my son, uh, that was too much for him it was very overwhelming um mm. unsettling and did not create happiness for him mm. um and then going forward a step from that when you have to let go of your child and send them off to school and the school decides uh what they think is best for your child and you have to take a small step back that did not work at all for my son um so I then became an advocate for special needs quite quickly. Um, And it's one I've written about this recently where when you speak for a minority, um, you're more often than not faced with people that don't understand Mm. and often choose not to because it's hard and it's and it's not not the happiest of conversations at all times. Mm. So the adversity then became having my, ha, making sure that my son's needs were met mm. um, in a way that didn't suit the rest of, of the majority. Um, and that became a fight. <laughs> I was just going to say, as, as I was listening to you, it, 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 that was kind of what was going through my mind, that it, it mm. feels, it sounds as though it was a struggle. It was a battle. Mm. Mm. yeah it was um there are some there are some what I was going to say highlights not sure that's the right word when Oscar was told at seven that um by the school that he should perhaps keep his disability quiet because and not tell anybody because perhaps others won't understand wow Um, and I'd always brought him up I don't I question and nature nurture on this I, my approach is that you are, you are who you are and you accept yourself and value yourself for that. Um, and Oscar agrees on this one, mm-hmm. um, that he is autistic and it's a big part of him and um, it frames part of his personality um, and it also frames a big part of his needs. Um, and it's much better to be open and own that and wear it like a badge of honor than try and hide and fit in with with uh, things that don't work for you so how old is your eldest son now oscar now he is 11 he's just gone to secondary school <laughs> with a big smile on his face because he is ultimately a very positive person which is mm-hmm. fantastic so 
it sounds like such a small question for such a big topic, but how do you think having your world shaped in that way Mm. you say you know going from being very orderly and having that plan and knowing 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 what kind of child you were going to have and Mm. how it was all going to go um and then having a child with special needs how did that impact your happiness would you say um well firstly as I was saying earlier that as a as a very sociable person Hmm. um I I often found it incredibly difficult to to be happy at the same time as him so it often became a sacrifice of my happiness to stay home and to you know read the same book four million times and create that routine that he needed and the security that he needed um and he needed me one-on-one 100 percent attention focus mm. um and that that's what i did uh, because that's what was necessary however i would say it was a decade of sacrificing my own personality mm. um and I don't know if there was another way to do it. Perhaps there was a more balanced way to do it, but that's, that's, I, I was going to say that's worked. That's worked. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, that was my mindset is that I had to, that, ha- that was the way. And actually I think sacrifices need to be made very carefully and it not become a habit. Mm. How can you, how can it, how can you, not do that if that makes sense how can you not find yourself making so many sacrifices so what's really worked for me <laughs> is um living true to your own values um for yourself mm-hmm. um and not seeing that as being selfish mm. once i got to the point where my values were actually about me um then I think life started to balance out again and I had to then adjust to these to this to this newfound view that hey I'm important too Mm. you know Mm. coaching has been infinitely useful in this whole process um I qualified when my son was five and I've used every skill in the book in keeping myself going and in coaching him. Um, But the main thing I do now, and I do this with my younger son as well, um, is turn the focus on on self. So you have a lot of control and you have a lot of power and you have the ability to, to have positive experiences. You alone have that power Um, and so, Decisions have to be driven from oneself. So don't rely on mummy or teacher or friend to to create your world. Mm. And you decide you decide whether you choose to be happy or unhappy in this environment. So as and as soon as I've done that, what I realise is with my elder son, who is maturing, um, he stopped looking for other people to change. 
mm. or people to change things for him. Mm. And now it's more mindset. It's more about um, I accept that that person doesn't understand me, so I won't allow what they say to upset me. You know, the toughest of backgrounds um, with with just you know no resources available and no good influences to draw from. Those there are people in those situations that still manage to come out the other end happy, mm. um, and I think the the common ground between all of these stories is self belief, self respect. It comes from self. It comes from the strength that nobody needs to give you because you can you can you can build that yourself. And as soon as you realise that you don't need um, permission to be happy or you don't need somebody else's opinion to assess whether you're doing well or not. As soon as, you, as, soon as it's all from within, well, there's nothing going to stop you from doing whatever you want to do. Mm. If, you could, if you could, I don't know, offer some how-to tips, how do you put living by your values into action or how do you put some of that into action i think um it's it is very personality driven <clears throat> so for me <clears throat> i'm very hard on myself i'm very um i like things to happen very quickly i like to see i like to see progress mm -hmm. so the advice to a person like me would be chill <laughs> just just take a breath um because that pressure can become overwhelming mm. um, and actually nobody performs at their best under pressure um, so I think the absolute first rule is kindness to oneself mm. give yourself time and space and respect and then the next stage would be to explore you know who who are you what do you like mm. um, what what does make you happy and understand your values really get to grips with okay this is me this is this is who I am and this is how I intend to live mm. and that's a long process it happened it's it doesn't ever end I don't think it's the start of the process that's the important thing because once you've started it it becomes part of your being you know the more that you think about things that are making you happy the more you do things that are making you happy and it just carries on from there so that um, leads really nicely to my next question which is what do you do for fun oh so <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely I love talking <laughs> and if there isn't anybody here I will talk to a wall um, but I like to express through talking and communicating and socializing um that is that that has always been my thing I just find it ultimately fulfilling mm. however I've had to balance that because energy isn't always an uh, infinite resource socializing takes up a lot so I I've got much more into nature now that's my calming self-happiness driver I like 
uh, being outside come rain or shine mm. you know doesn't matter how you are on the outside frizz and no makeup doesn't matter it's how you feel on the inside in nature that's mm -hmm. the most important thing and I bought a paddle board and I, I love it for me that the ultimate relaxing environment is water mm -hmm. and so that sort of drives my little ideas of what to do and where to go but when when around water I feel at peace you know with the world with nature with 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 my own life but I also feel that the noise of of the water is stops my brain from doing that overthinking. What have I got to do next? And and did I do that right? And did I say that right? It it silences the the inner critic. The concept or the metaphor of a paddleboard, the the metaphor of water in that way. Mm. You know, I, I I tend to think a lot of well being, happiness is about balance. And of course, with something like that, it's all about balance, isn't it's, it? It's absolutely all about balance. And one thing that I know about me for sure is that if I'm going to do something, I want it to have, I want it to have multiple benefits. You know, if I buy a handbag, I want it to suit all occasions. You nice. know, like it. And with paddleboarding, it's it's exercise, it's it's core strength, it's it's mental rehabilitation. It's social if you want it to be, <laughs> but it's also, you can go on your own. So it ticks all the boxes for what I would consider to be that self-fulfilling downtime. That's a really, it's a very utilita utilitarian way of looking at it, isn't it? It has to have multiple benefits. <laughs> multiple benefits, because if I'm going to spend my time, I want it to, you know, do I the two that. birds with one stone. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And actually, my son, my 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 autistic son, has his paddleboarding license too. Um, and he has said, "I find this so relaxing. This is uh, something that I really enjoy doing." Um, and so it's becoming a family activity. Amazing. Um, and for him, what I notice is that. Um, because the social element's difficult, in comes with that things like competition. So sports mm. where there is a team is difficult for him. Mm. Paddleboarding is is all about um, improving yourself at your own pace with your own goals in mind. Mm. Um, it's completely self-driven. So um, if you want to sit on the board and do nothing and float you can and if you want to surf and and do tricks and create new skills and then you can and that's what he does is he he likes to he likes to create new skills and new achievements which are not compared to anybody else or comparable to anybody else mm. and is it a is it a, I mean I've never done it so is it a mindful activity, would you say? Is it something where you have to be very present moment? Oh, definitely. Otherwise, you're going to go face first in the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me anyway. <laughs> a, lovely, a lovely illustration of having to be in the present moment. So you're not thinking yes. about the past. You're not thinking about the future. You're having to be. Yes. Yeah. And I think some people 
myself included, need to be forced to stop thinking. My brain is very busy and doesn't always get anywhere with the busyness. Mm. Um, and learning to, I was going to say control that, but learning to find ways to calm that voice um, is giving me more energy and more success in terms of I'm not wasting my time uh, you know worrying about things that aren't gonna achieve anything I'm not wasting my time talking mm. around in loops mm. um, so learning to harness my own thoughts mm. <laughs> You said a bit about um, coaching and your business and, and I know that you've recently set up um, yes. something new. Mm -hmm. Tell me a bit about that. So during lockdown, my sister and I uh, were discussing uh, how to create more positivity. How can we help and ourselves as well as others which is essentially coaching. Um, but our plan was more of a... It's that collaboration that, thing again, the, that cooperation. The collaboration, yeah. their cooperation. There are so many people that, that enjoy the conversation about positive psychology mm. that haven't experienced a course or haven't actually found a way of making it useful to themselves. Mm. And I think that this is such a a golden opportunity it's such a simple concept mm. um, about understanding yourself and therefore setting your future based on what you want and how you feel um, so what was it you created so we created uh wild for purpose which is online instagram facebook <laughs> linkedin or wild for purpose not the number four wild for purpose mm -hmm. um um, in, on the internet, on the website, is a whole load of resources, articles about how to feel better, articles about um, how to get through tough times. And there's a shop where you can buy some lovely, simple things like um, happiness um, mantra card. Our ultimate aim is to provide training programs online, available from home, um, as and when people have the time to complete them which help people to understand themselves and create positivity in their life. Our current course is called Vision into Reality. Mm -hmm. um, and that is about setting, um, understanding yourself, understanding your purpose, setting yourself some life goals, mm -hmm. and then going out and achieving them. And the, the key to this is actually going out and achieving them, because this is the step that we often falter at is is putting putting the work into action mm. hence vision into reality we want people to think it feel it and more importantly do it mm. um and to back that up it's not just a course there is a video understanding exactly what we wanted this to be we didn't want to be another product on the market that was just going to make money quickly look like a really good idea but not actually achieve much for people so they were going to essentially spend money and not get anything from it we wanted to make a difference 
to people's lives. Mm. Um, so we spent a long time thinking about how that would look. Mm -hmm. And we've started with just um, developing our personality online. So mm. if you go to the website, you'll see little summaries of each of the five of us girls who are all involved in the business, all incredibly um, motivated by personal development and positive psychology. You get to know a bit about us and our article and our articles are very heart driven articles. We're not we're not uh, professional writers and you'll mm -hmm. see that in our work. But I think it's important because, because it comes back to this concept of perfection is not necessary. Um, in fact, I think striving for perfection can be incredibly damaging mm -hmm. because it's not achievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, and it can really hold you back. And I would say it held us back for a while with, because what we have also done is written our course. Um, and this course is, well, we've written quite a few courses. But the first course is available, Vision into Reality. Mm. Um, it's available to buy. And it's a year to write it because we were very keen to get it perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's not because it never will be mm. um, but it's a really hopefully a really good attempt at offering all types of people from all types of backgrounds with all types of personalities mm. an opportunity to understand themselves value themselves and move forward in a life that meets their own needs in terms of maybe thinking about some of the things that are in that course. Mm. Is, there, is there a particular element of it that you use personally? Well, it, co it covers all the basics of coaching. So it starts with, you know, looking at your life on a, on a life wheel. Mm. Um, and I have to say, through writing, I do this myself every day. Um, and it's easy to forget these basic principles because I got to the looking at my own life. What I realized was I ignore my finances quite a lot <laughs> and I ignore my health quite a lot. Mm. And so I would say that having refreshed myself on this, I realized that balance is important. Mm. Um, and because it is a heart centered project that we're working on, which means we're talking about happiness here. We're talking about driving positive change. Mm -hmm. So on days when I don't feel very happy or very positive, I don't sit at my computer and create an article about being happy and positive. I give myself the day off. <laughs> right. Because it's important. Because you need then to attend to your life and attend to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So you and what know, do you do on those days? You know, some days it's just about resting. Some days it's just about doing doing the boring stuff that actually makes life a little bit easier. Mm. Um, you know, it really just I really just do what is necessary, and I include my own health in that now. Mm. Um, so it might just be a really long bath and a and a magazine. I was going to say a book, but I'm still building up to reading a book because my mind is still a bit jumpy <laughs> but um yeah so 
you know, we all, we all have stuff to do. Attending to those things that need to be done. Mm. Um, I, I, I got a ridiculous amount of satisfaction yesterday out of cleaning my windows. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's one of those things that i've been looking at the windows you know when the you know when the the light hits the window and you think yep. oh goodness that really mm -hmm. does need a clean mm -hmm. and my default mode would then be to go and do something else yes uh, and, yeah. pretend, and pretend i hadn't seen it and yesterday i i am um, I, I cleaned them i cleaned all the windows and i got a, i got a ridiculous amount of pleasure out of that yeah uh, just attending to something that needed doing yeah i think that um it's for me it's about exactly the same thing i'll look at something think that needs doing and my favorite phrase is that's on the list <laughs> my list is really long really long um but anything can be a mindful um enjoyable mm. thing to do mm. if you approach it in that way if you approach it with a way that you know actually I, I'm, I'm outside or I'm inside and I'm 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 calm and it's my time and I'm I'm doing something productive mm. but actually uh, even the re repetitive nature of the cleaning of the window yeah. is actually really oddly uh, rewarding isn't it what, what I actually found was that there are so many things in my life and my work that are fairly intangible. It's quite difficult mm. with a lot of stuff that I do to kind of say, right, that's done or that's done well or that's finished or whatever. And actually just attending to, you know, just taking some time to do something that needed to be done mm. to improve the environment. But it was something that, you know, once that mark on the window was gone, mm. that bit of the job was done. Mm. And I think yeah. a lot of modern life, there aren't the finish lines. You know, we don't, not many of us, um, you know, work with things where you have a beginning, a middle and an end and a yes. clear sort of finish line. Yes, definitely. And you know, one, one of the things that sometimes I think causes dissatisfaction or, or perhaps unhappiness is that sense that the list, you never get to the end of the list. You know, that's, that's such an interesting thing because um, I know for sure that I, by personality, am a finisher. Mm. And I do not get satisfaction from anything until it's finished. Um, and I, um, I have had to draw positives and negatives from that, but I have realised that make the job, make the task more do it, more more achievable rather yeah. than you know go for the big mm. uh, objectives. Um, so for me, I would probably aim to clean one window because <laughs> yeah. I know I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it is and that, that is a really interesting point actually, because that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I, I, I thought, right, I'm just going to clean that one window. Mm. I think if I'd have thought I'm going to clean all of the windows, yeah. I don't think I'd have started. No, yeah, but there was a sense of, um, I'm going to clean that one window, yeah, and then there was something about the activity mm. that was very mindful. 
Mm. Um, and then one window became two and three. Yeah. And I think that is also really important about anything in life is that when you set out to do something, and this definitely applies to my new business, when you set out to do something, it looks like it's going to be really simple. <laughs> um, and so the goal is to complete it very quickly because it's simple. Um, but actually, you know, these things can take time. So, And a favourite mantra of mine is that simple is not the same as easy. No. Something may be simple in as mm. much as it's uncomplicated. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to do. Yes. So it's yes. kind of, yeah, there is that, again, there's that balance, isn't there? Yeah, and about, you know, chunking down the, the expectation on oneself. So, mm. yes, I want to complete the whole thing in a month, but actually what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take that one step Mm. And I'm going to see that one step as a completed thing. Mm. Um, and then it, it becomes a little bit less overwhelming, I think. Mm. Again, I think happiness for me, it's there's almost kind of two elements to it. There's the, the element of healing unhappiness, if that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. And then the second is then the kind of the positive psychology of the happiness. Oh, sorry, my dog's going to start barking. It's the post. <laughs> need the post. He just likes the sound of his own bark. <laughs> um, that's him being very happy. Um, yeah, so there's the, the first element, which is the healing of unhappiness. And then mm. the, the second element, which is maybe more the positive psychology, the happiness enhancer thing. Mm. And I think if you've got an unhappiness that isn't healed, yes. if you try to do the happiness enhancers, it's like trying to fill up a bucket with a hole in it. Absolutely. So you kind of, you know, it's, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're never actually going to fill that bucket because there's a hole in it. So it's, yeah. that, it's that both elements of that, in yeah. my mind, are important. Yeah. And... You know, I recently have found myself in a position where I, I had that healing need. The unhappiness was coming from things that had happened to me that needed to be unpicked for, for the future in terms of I needed to make some decisions. I needed to deal with an awful, awful lot of pain. And actually, the hard bit is accepting that, that I was broken and I say that not in the sense that it can't be fixed it yeah. was that it happens without you realizing um and all of a sudden one day you think actually do you know what there's an awful lot of cracks in this mm. in this situation I, there are pieces of me missing that I have neglected for a long time and like you say, it's the it's, that's retrospective. That's that's healing the past. Mm. That's that's I would say more, you know, more to do with 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 rebuilding oneself. Mm. Um, and you can't feel a hundred percent happy if you know that you've got pieces missing. Yeah. Um, and so it's a case of 
how do you cope with that on a day-to-day basis of not feeling whole mm. um but also giving yourself a chance to rebuild and that comes from that comes from positivity you have to believe in yourself again yeah um and also believe that a future is possible and yeah. a happy one at that yes um it's just not what you planned (laughs) and I think that so resonates for me personally because there's that element of awareness of what's not right currently Mm -hmm. and hope Mm -hmm. that the future is going to be better yes and that I think you know whether you call it optimism or possibly positivity or mm. you know mindset or hope or faith mm. it's that yeah okay it's not okay right now mm-hmm. but it will be yes exactly and accepting um that healing is not instantaneous <laughs> there's my door what were we saying um uh I can't that, was really, that we got right into good stuff then didn't we that was really good stuff yeah it was to do with kind of you know that that recognizing that you know what the way things are at the moment yes and um I watched a, a, a video I think it was a TED talk and it said okay so you, you know imagine you know god forbid this won't happen but imagine you really broke your leg you know imagine you have a physical injury that is serious you know, how long would you give yourself to fix? How long do you think that's going to take to fix? It's, it's you know, it's two weeks of, of, of nastiness and it's six months of, of, you know, superficial healing. And then it's years of recovery. Mm. You're talking years to recover fully. Mm. So why don't we give ourselves that understanding when it comes to mental health? Mm. That, you know, some things some things will fix quickly yeah but the underlying feelings that go with that Mm. will take years to Mm. fix you know and and fix is probably not the right word with mental health because you are forever changed right absolutely and I think what you were saying there it's a it's more about rehabilitation yes more about you know and it's it's an interesting term but I do think recuperation rehabilitation recovery Mm. you know all of these words that we would we would use as you say for a physical injury yeah yeah I I think we're coming we're coming a long way towards understanding mental health these days Mm. but there's so much further to go um it it should be the ultimate priority over everything at school at work um in any change of life you know from you know stepping into adulthood to becoming a parent the first key critical thing is is mental health you know how are you coping with this and and how can we make this feel more doable because life is hard and life comes with challenges and what we tend to do is bury all that and do that you'll be okay you'll be okay I'll get through this Mm. but what you're not doing is actually acknowledging how you feel 
and understanding yourself and giving yourself that time to feel better. And I do think the 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 aspect around time there is is important because I think we look we want if you're in pain you just want to be out of pain whether that's physical whether that's emotional whether that's mental and mm -hmm. I think we look for mm -hmm. quick fixes yes. and we spend so much time chasing quick fixes that we that in the time that we've spent chasing the quick fix we could have mm -hmm. actually done the work yes that would be enduring yeah and you know that the the difference is I th again external internal I think a quick fix comes from you know your environment and you just go out there and find something that makes you feel happy yeah bit of distraction mm -hmm. but the real fix is internal yes um, and the one thing I've really had to do recently um, is uh, take a really good long hard look in the mirror mm. and I'm not talking about the external side of me I'm talking about the internal side of me because I really struggled to um, understand myself mm. and value myself and be happy with myself in my own company yeah. um, and that's I've, re I've you know made many efforts towards you know, being in that uncomfortable position, mm. not filling my time with 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 other people and and in mm. other environments, and actually saying, okay, this is uncomfortable, but it's but I've I have to understand this, mm. and and understand what I'm missing inside me. Um, you see, I think there's something really powerful there around resilience is built through the tolerance of discomfort. Yeah. Resilience is not built by avoiding mm. difficult situations or struggles. Resilience is not built by um, not engaging with mm. struggle. Mm. But, you know, we, we kind of, you know, there can, we, we can be seduced into this, this, this idea that actually we just want everything to be lovely all the time. Yes, because lovely feels so good. <laughs> it does yes absolutely yes and I think you know as well as accepting ourselves there's also you know and I'm speaking for myself here there's also that uncomfortable element of looking at oneself and thinking okay mm. apart from you know what elements of myself do I really value and do I really like what mm. parts of myself need need to change mm. You know, mm. what, what's the work that I need to do exactly yeah yeah exactly well talking about time I know you I know you have to go because your your lovely boys will be coming home yes, is there home. anything that you want to add um some someone recently said to me you can't do anything unless your needs are met that really stuck with me because it's so simple sure. um but you know your environment your health your feelings are all important and if you're not having such a great day I think it's just really simple way to think okay what need am I not meeting here mm. you know how do I need to look after myself today mm. um, and that has actually been such a simple thing for me but it, it has changed how I approach each day mm. um, but actually look after yourself first <laughs>
It's that old adage about the oxygen mask, isn't it? it if is. you're on the aeroplane, put your own oxygen mask on first before trying to help somebody else. Mm. Well, thank you. It's been lovely talking to you. Lovely to have an opportunity to catch up. And I will yes. immediately go and have a look at Wild for Purpose. Wildforpurpose.com. Come, come and join our community. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, I'll say goodbye. Yes. Uh, and let you get off. Yes, yes, we'll chat soon, yeah? Definitely. You take okay. care.